Hello and welcome to episode two of the Kickback Pod. I am your host, Josh Dominic, aka JD. And I am Fabian Gorsler, your co-host. Um, we are doing this second episode remote in Berlin, actually, because I'm going to be gone for a few weeks and we're trying to test this whole, can we record a podcast in two different places kind of thing. Tell, tell the world where you're going, man. <laughs> I mean, if everything goes to plan, you know, Corona tests, regulations, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my girlfriend and I are going to the Canary Islands for three weeks and uh, we're hoping that everything works out next week and we can fly. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope so, too. We, uh, we will still be recording a pod even while you guys are mid vacation. Yeah, and I mean, you said you might be going somewhere as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I had plans to go to Portugal, uh, Madeira. Turns out that there is a uh, variant of the COVID virus over there right now. And it, it pretty much travel is banned for anyone oh. going from Portugal to Germany. So it looks like I need to come up with a plan B. Good thing I didn't buy any tickets or anything yet. But anyways, um, yeah, we both got plans, I guess, next month to do, to a bit, do a bit of traveling. Uh, and you know what? Our listeners probably don't want to just keep hearing about our travel plans. No, let's so let's get into it. Let's, let's talk uh, about sneakers. Yeah, let's get into the sneakers. I wanted to say, first of all, thank you guys so much for uh, all the feedback on episode one. Got a lot of great feedback on Instagram, on, on YouTube as well. Uh, and yeah, shout out to you guys for taking the time, listening to us, checking us out. Appreciate that. And uh, the podcast is now officially available on Spotify as well as Apple Music and uh, Deezer, right? Yeah, Deezer and I think one or two others that I don't think anybody uses anyway. So the, the, big, <laughs> ones, the big ones are Apple and Spotify. So if you guys have an account there, we're live there. You just have to search the kickback or you know, head to our Instagram and the link is in the bio. Right. And, and a couple of you guys have also asked me to upload the pod to YouTube because that is the place where you guys mainly listen to pods. So I will be uploading it to my YouTube channel as well, youtube.com slash Josh Dominic. So uh, look out for that. Uh, yeah. So uh, in this pod, so last week we talked about uh, the main big topic we talked about was uh, how to start a sneaker collection. Our big topic for this week will be uh, sneaker budgeting. Uh, yep. You know, there's a lot of sneakers dropping every month. How do we budget for them? Um, and of course, we're going to get into some of the hottest sneaker topics in the last few weeks, as well as the hottest upcoming sneakers in the next two weeks. So, um, yeah, let's just kick it off, man. Like, if we're going to start talking about the last two weeks, the absolute number one biggest topic, let's get into it. What happened with the trophy rooms, man? Tell me. Oh, man. I mean, I, I, there's all rumors, right? There's nothing that's been confirmed, but you know, I wrote a piece for Heisen Abidi and uh, Brendan Dunn wrote a really good piece for Complex too, with a lot of inside sources, unnamed sources too, who spoke on the release. And basically what happened was, you know, the trophy, uh, trophy room, Air Jordan one trophy room, first of all, is a retailer owned by Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son. Um, and trophy room collaborates with Jordan brand every year on a special edition Jordan. This year it was an Air Jordan 1, limited at 12,000 pairs worldwide. All or almost all 12,000 pairs were supposed to drop through Trophy Room. And it felt like every single pair that Trophy Room had was backdoored. Backdooring means, uh, you know, selling through the back door before the release, uh, either for resale prices or to uh, resellers who buy in bulk. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I didn't even try and cop, but Josh, you said you tried to cop or at least were online during this whole thing. And, uh, you saw the reactions online, right? What were people saying? Well, let's just say that they, they left the black, the, the black door, the back, they left, the, <laughs> they left the back door, uh, slightly ajar. Let's just say it that way. Uh, it seems like at least half of the stock was uh was was backdoored because uh we saw pictures of people prior to the release with hundreds of pairs uh i know benjamin kicks he had yep. about like it looked like he had like 500 pairs um yeah and uh of course like sneaker community is super pissed off considering that this release was only supposed to be twelve thousand pairs in total and about six thousand of them more than six thousand were not available for the general public so obviously people pissed off and even those remaining 6,000 on the day of the release, uh, there was like a one hour window to enter a raffle and the website basically completely crashed. You couldn't yeah. even, uh, you couldn't even enter the raffle if you tried. Yeah. And, I heard uh, that they did like an, like an old school email raffle where you had to send an email to. No, no, e- that, that was the backup option. So right. initially and that was crashed a, too. Yeah, exactly. Like people were sending emails and they were getting bounce backs. Mm -hmm. because the the mailbox was full yeah the mailbox was full exactly so it was just an absolute shit show the uh the raffle i I couldn't even get an entry in so uh yeah definitely not too happy about it uh i mean i wasn't really trying to cop the shoe for personal like just my opinion it's not that nice of a shoe but but uh but definitely people were pissed off and uh it seems like the number one reason people were pissed off the most of course was backdooring which I personally don't understand too much because it's nothing new, right? Like there's been backdooring since the dawn of sneakers or not just in sneakers, like pretty much anything that has like a high demand. Like there's a lot of backdooring going on. That's just, that's just like, that's just the way things work in this, like, I guess, capitalistic type of society. Like things are going to work that way. Um, I think like one thing I just wanted to clarify that a scene, it seems like a lot of people don't understand this. Like, when backdooring happens, it doesn't mean that these guys who got 600 pairs, uh, they're not getting it for retail. Like they're, they are more than likely paying a very high premium to, in this case, Trophy Room in order to get those shoes. So they didn't get all 500 of those pairs for retail. They probably paid maybe up to a thousand a pair. Who knows? But uh, that's that's usually how backdooring works. Like you pay right. a it's, pretty. It's usually significant... it's usually a price between the resale value and the retail value, right? So that the exactly. retailer makes more than they would have had they sold it at retail, and the right. person buying in bulk can then flip them and also make some money. So everybody's kind of making more money. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Like so, so everyone wins at the end. And uh, I guess what kind of shocked me the most about it was the fact that it was Trophy Room who did this, like, especially considering, you know, the, the ties to Michael Jordan. We got Michael Jordan's son running the store. Um, so I guess that kind of was a bit surprising to me. It doesn't seem like a place that is struggling financially or anything like that. So, I mean, I, I don't know what exactly happened there. But yeah, but, I think uh, I think definitely that makes it a little... I guess shadier, sketchier. Um, I, I know that the the complex article went into detail about how you know there are people at Jordan Brand who you know know what happened or you know know that it might have happened, but because he's MJ's son, nobody really wants to rock the boat or say anything. Um, of course, Marcus Jordan denies it, says that it never happened. Um, 
that the release was fair, that the pairs um, people are flaunting or were flaunting before or just after the release are all fake. Um, you know, that obviously can be the case, but a lot of people are saying that it's probably not. I mean, you can't really get your hands on that many fakes yeah, that's... around the release that quickly, you know? Yeah, and it's it's not exactly the easiest shoe to produce fakes of, you know, like it's a, it's a shoe that has like, uh, some kind of icy detailings on it with the mm-hmm. like like it's the type of shoe that I think if you had a fake pair you could easily tell it's a fake compared to a real pair, right? So, I guess yeah. So I, I yeah I mean I, I don't know if I so much believe Marcus Jordan's story there, but I, I I wasn't necessarily like angered by the whole thing. It's just I guess it's just something you come to expect with uh, most sneaker releases nowadays. Yeah, I think it 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 also. Um is more obvious this time around because all or 95% of the pairs were supposed to be sold through one retailer. So when there is backdooring, it's a little more obvious than say, you know, the, the off-white Jordan fours, it, you know, that released at like 70 plus retailers. And if some of them are doing backdooring for smaller amounts, it doesn't, it's not as obvious as if six to 8,000 pairs or whatever the number was in the end are backdoored from a single store. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really unfortunate. I mean, at the end of the day, these shoes are supposed to go to people that want them. And I think there's a big difference between, you know, a kid getting lucky, uh, winning a raffle and then flipping his and a reseller like Benjamin Kicks coming in, buying 500 pairs and then selling them all for twice or three yeah. times as much as what he paid and just making a lot of money. It in the end, At the end of the day, it's just unfair. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's also, it's kind of lame, you know? I, I would love to know, what exactly does Nike or Jordan brand do to kind of stop this? Like, do they have some kind of like checks in place? Maybe they send mystery shoppers or something to these stores. And I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm just guessing because like, I, I was thinking of it this way. Like um, when it comes to back backdooring, I think it's much more likely to happen, especially in smaller like boutique stores. Like this happens. I know this happens a lot in skate, skate shops. Like skate shops are a pretty niche market. Uh, they don't have like a wide customer base. Then it's 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 a business you get into for the love of skateboarding. This right. is, these these aren't exactly stores that are just making tons of money throughout the year. And then all of a sudden, a sneaker release comes along where these items can resell for ten times what they are selling it for. Like, I mean, in these kind of situations, I totally understand why some of these skate shops will want a backdoor. You know, you can make like your your quarterly revenue targets, you know, in it with just one release. Right. So, yeah. So I, 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 I kind of, I, I understand why that happens. I'm just, I just wonder what exactly are the brands doing in order to kind of stop that from happening? They must know that this happens. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, it's, it's super hard to prove, right. Um, you know, the resellers yeah. will say like, yeah, we got it from the store. The store will say, no, we didn't sell it to them. Um, Obviously, at the end of the day, there is a paper trail and the brands probably could follow up on it. But I think, you know, brands will not want it to get as as much backlash as it's getting. So I think as long as it's happening and nobody's really upset about it, uh, like they were with the trophy room release, then it's okay. Um, Or not okay, but the brands will kind of close an eye to it or kind of. Or, or they just won't know what's going on. You know, like I said, when it's a big release with with multiple retailers, it's hard to control everyone. So I think, as much as the brands could do something about it, at the end of the day, it falls, in my opinion, um, on the retailer to just be fair 
um, and to try and at least make a fair release out of it or be open about it and, be, and say, you know what, half of the stock is going to loyal customers who spent $200 with us in the last year. Um, I don't think anybody would begrudge kind of somebody who goes to this store regularly and buys and, and supports the store financially throughout the year for non-hype releases to then have a better chance of getting a hyped shoe. I think, I think that's a totally valid way of doing it, but you know, yeah, at the end of the day, I think, um, releases are so murky nowadays. It's hard to kind of tell who is at fault for what. Uh, and, and like I said, it's super hard to kind of follow, follow any trail there or any trail of evidence. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you that, uh, that one method of, of prioritizing your loyal customers. Yeah. I think that's a pretty fair way to do it. And most people wouldn't really complain about that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of crazy releases, right. We had the, um, so obviously the trophy room, Another Jordan release, we had the Carmine Sixes drop and a video went viral of, I don't know where it was. I think it was in New York or somewhere in America uh, where a bunch of, I guess, sneakerheads, kids kind of were storming the front of a store. I, I think it was maybe a Foot Locker. I, I could be wrong though. Um, and they're just kind of running over each other, you know, some wearing masks, some not wearing masks. And I asked myself like, who's running a first come first serve in-store release during a pandemic like how irresponsible is that you know yo i mean yeah the, the, there's a, there was a lot wrong with that video and i also don't know where exactly in the states that was uh but that's nuts like wh wh why are in-store releases still happening right now i know that in the u.s there are some states that are pretty lax about uh, about restrictions uh there aren't that many cases or whatnot but still like it was insane to see that happening in 2021 and yeah. also the other thing, okay, pandemic or no pandemic, why are people acting like this? Especially like, like I would get it if it was okay, like the panda pigeons, not the pigeon, not the pandas, the pigeon dunks or whatever, you know, right. like 5,000 pairs worldwide. I get why people would act like that. But we're talking about like a GR Jordan 6 that is currently reselling for $30 above retail or $40 above retail. Like, are people really trampling each other to make like an extra 30 bucks? Like, I, I don't know what's like, is it really worth it guys? I mean, like, I, I, I'm not a big fan of sixes anyway. And I think like, I know there's a lot of, you know, I, you know, it was the, it was the Carmine six with the Nike air on the heel. I get that, but personally, not a fan of sixes, personally, not a fan of red and white shoes, uh, in, in that kind of color blocking. Um, I think you're right. I mean, pandemic or no pandemic like a stampede like that is is stupid is irresponsible i think the store should have done again the retailer should have done more to kind of uh keep people safe and it doesn't matter what shoe it is there's no shoe where you should put your own health or those around you at risk just to get a shoe you know what i mean yeah no i i well i definitely think at the very least for public health and safety you shouldn't be having in-store releases right now uh, yeah. There was an, there was another in-store release uh, for those um, those New Balances, the Paperboy New Balances, nine nine twos, I think. In uh, Paris or yeah yeah yeah, there was a Paris in-store only release, which uh, a lot of people were confused about because many people wanted that pair, including myself. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was also a Paris in-store only release, and I just don't get it. Like, why are stores doing in-store releases right now? It's no disregard for public safety, in my opinion. Yeah, or just just I mean, do an in store release, but handle it better. You know, do like uh, 
yeah, do like a online raffle for in-store pickup, for example, or something like that. Not, not an in-store raffle or an in-store lineup or something like that. I don't know how the Paperboy release went down, but from the videos I saw about the, of the Carmine release, just bad planning, you know, bad planning and, and no, no kind of foresight or oversight for that, for that matter. Yeah. yeah, no, that's insane. And and really, I don't know, once again, why people are jumping over each other for a shoe that is very widely available. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's how that's the way things are now. For sure. So oh. um, shall we talk about what we copped in the last couple wait, of weeks? Wait, wait, there was, I... there was, actually, there's one more topic. I, I wrote it down, but I forgot to talk about it in, in the okay. pre-production. Uh, did you see the leaks of those Travis fragments? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Did you see that? And I saw them the, 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 I mean, they're like the fragment color blocking with the reverse Travis swoosh. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. And uh, what did you think? Not a fan. I think it's too much, honestly, like fragment Jordan. Sure. Uh, if, if you must uh, Travis Scott, Jordan, obviously super hyped, not really for me, but you know what? Super hyped, but it just feels kind of like they're playing collaboration bingo and they're like okay this, let's put as many big names together as possible you know take the most hyped silhouette take the most hyped uh musician and creative right now and take a pretty hyped japanese designer and put it all together and see what happens it, it just seems it's almost like a fake you would buy on a market you know that that is exactly what i thought too this looked like a fake and it is it just feels so unnecessary like no one asked for this collab no, uh, and and it it just also just seems so unorganic. Like, what does Travis Scott have to do with Fragment? Right, like, like, exactly. Why, like, why did uh, I think his name is Hiroshi Hiroshi Fujiwara? Fujiwara, exactly. Yeah. Like, why did Hiroshi even agree to this? First of all, we don't know if this is an official sneaker. We just saw Travis rock in a pair. We don't mm-hmm. know if this is in the works or anything. It could have been a custom. Who knows? Um, but. Why would Hiroshi sign off on this? Like, like, has he ever like met Travis? Like, like, what, what is the connection here? Like, I have no idea. This is such a forced collab. And and putting all that aside too, I think it's an ugly, ugly sneaker. Like, it it does not look good at all. This is just a pure hype sneaker, but not not something I want to be adding to my own collection. That's for sure. No, I think also like the the reverse swoosh was cool when it started but it's been done on so many travis sneakers now right so i think it's getting a bit tired that design and um and the the color blocking is the same as the fragment ones i believe that already released yeah so it's literally just taking an existing sneaker flipping the swoosh or like putting two existing sneakers together and that's it you know there's no like yeah if if you, if you had told me like you know that they they were big fans of each other and they really wanted to work on something together but they wanted it to be fresh and new, then like do it on a new silhouette or a new model or something like that, or with a new colorway or a new, uh, new design feature, like a diff, like not a reverse swoosh, something else. But, uh, yeah, like you said, it, it's just tired, kind of lazy and super it'll lazy. sell out. It'll sell out because it'll be super hype, but it'll, it's not, it's not a great shoe. I think from, from what yeah. I've seen the very blurry images, right? It's 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 boring. Like like if these two guys are gonna come together, I would expect something a little better than that. That this was a pretty boring, unoriginal sneaker. 
in my yeah, opinion for as sure. well. For sure. Super boring. So then let's let's talk about what you've caught because I know that you uh yeah, yeah. So, had so, some very unboring cops. <laughs> yeah, I know, definitely, definitely. So this is also just for just for the people listening. Uh we're gonna start doing this on every pod as well. Both me and Fabian, like we're I guess blessed to be able to just cop a lot of sneakers throughout the week. So we'll we'll you know do a quick recap of what we copped in the last two weeks in between pods. And uh I did actually I copped a ton of sneakers actually in the last two weeks yesterday there were about like 12 boxes that showed up at my door oh, but geez. i'm just but i'm just gonna talk about um two of them so the first one uh the first one i got well it's it, only fabian can see it right now on the Very zoom nice. but it's uh basically the neutral gray ones um this was a sneaker that at the start of the year i absolutely knew i had to get no matter what and mm-hmm. I was kind of I was kind of preparing for it. I I knew I would take an L. Like there was only twenty three thousand pairs worldwide. I did take an L, so I ended up copying it off Stock X. Um, these came in yesterday, and yeah, I'm um I, I love it, man. Like the colorway is just super nice. It does feel really weird on feet. It doesn't feel like any other Jordan one. Uh, like in a good way or a bad way? No, in a in a bad way. And like okay. it, it's it's very uncomfortable. Uh, the leather is, uh, extremely stiff, so it's not, and apparently the leather is, uh, is very similar to the 1985 Jordans. It feels like a 1985 shoe, like for real, it's really uncomfortable. And, um, that when you're walking, you have to like break in or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking, I was talking to some guys over at Soulbox. Uh, shout out to, uh, Massimo and Chris over there at Soulbox. Uh, they were basically giving me tips on what to do. And they said, basically, if you take a wet towel and you kind of put it like on top of your toes and then like wear the shoes with the wet towel on the on your toes that will basically like soften up the leather and it won't be like kind of digging into your toes with every step so i'm going to try that i haven't tried that yet that's but, like a uh, real uh sneakerhead insider tip right there <laughs> yeah definitely definitely like that like when they were t- saying that to me i was like what <laughs> okay um but uh but i'm, I'm gonna try that for sure because this is definitely a sneaker i know i'm gonna get a ton of use out of like i know like jordan ones are getting so played out now we're getting different colorways every week but this is like the jordan one like in my opinion like because you can wear this with anything like, this is just a super clean colorway mm-hmm. we, we haven't seen this colorway since 1985 and uh, I think they did a great job. I, I think the leather quality is also really, really good. It is a bit stiff, but needs some breaking into. And uh, the other sneaker, which I just copped literally two hours ago, is um, is uh, this uh, this these are the curry dunks. So oh, nice. Or they're called like the medium curry dunks. Medium curry, yeah. The medium curry dunks, and man, these are just so nice, so so nice. <laughs> Like the quality is so nice. The suede is really good. And of course, like the colorway, colorway is just a banger, man. Like, you know, brown shoes right now, super popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we've been getting a lot of dunks, but in my opinion, this is probably the nicest dunk I've seen since maybe even the plums that came out last year. Yeah. Um, in terms of quality, in terms of the colorway, this is just a very, very nice pair of shoes. Yeah, the like this, like if this was like a real curry, like this wouldn't be like a butter chicken. This is like a this is like a chicken tikka masala. This is oh, like wow. a, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is the good, <laughs> sh- the good stuff. This the is this shit. is this is Steph Curry, not Seth Curry. Oh wow! Oh, oh, no, 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 no disrespect to Seth, but I mean, <laughs> like this is the good stuff, man. Oh, for sure. I think I think that that dunk low. Um, 
is one of the best general release dunks we've had SB or not, right? In a, in a long time, in my opinion, I think obviously like a lot of the collaborations were really, really on point as well over the last like 18 months. But in terms of general release shoes, that one just, it just looks really nice, you know, yeah, like definitely. It, it, you can dress well with it too, you know, because it, it's got that like kind of beige tan brown with like white base, just really, really nice. Yeah, no, they, they did a great job on this one. Nice. And yeah, so I, um, I didn't get 12 pairs of shoes <laughs> this, uh, this week or the, the last two weeks, but I got, I got one that is really cool. It's a little different to, you know, my usual pickups. It's the, uh, Soland leaning shadow, which, um, yeah, I, I saw I, that I on your Instagram. You saw, yeah. I saw that on your Instagram, that very futuristic looking shoe. So let, let me tell you, it's like walking on clouds. And I know people say that about boost. They say that about yeah. react, but this shoe is like if boost had boost, you know, like <laughs> it's so good. It, what? I, I, it's, it's so comfortable. Like it, there's probably like two inches of like this soft foam. It's a running shoe. Right. And, um, it honestly feels like you're walking on clouds. Like, um, it's, it's also a really interesting futuristic design. It's got this like Velcro kind of sem semi translucent cover that you can like put over the laces. So you hide the laces and, uh, it's got this like really cool grip on the, um, on the outsole. So if you're, I think it's like, if you're running, it's not like a trail running shoe, but it's probably more than a road running shoe. So you have some better grip on there too. Um, but it's almost too nice to take running. I really want to test it out just because it's so comfortable, but I also don't want to destroy the shoes by running in them. Um, Dude, and, you you're, know, you're like you're like selling, you're selling me on it. Like now I want a couple pair, like no, twice honestly, as good as boost. Like that's it's a, so like, honestly, that's a like, crazy endorsement. When I, when I put these on, it was like when I put boost shoes on back in, like, what was it? 2013, 2014 for the first time. And I was like, well, what is this? Now I put this on knowing what boost feels like. And I was like, whoa, what is this? Damn. so so good and uh and i think the the guys over at soland did a really really good job because leaning is obviously known for like a lot of crazy designs a lot of kind of out there mind-blowing eye-catching designs sometimes also being eye-catching just for the sake of being eye-catching but i think that you know soland and leaning chose this silhouette and really pared it down and made it mind-blowing in the right way, if that makes sense. It's like not too crazy. So you, you feel comfortable wearing it because you don't feel like you've got these spaceships on your feet, even though they are spaceships, you know? I, I would uh, not, I'm going to definitely cop a pair, man. You sold, you sold me on it. I, I, yeah. I, I've never actually owned a pair of leanings. And uh, yeah, some of those designs, like the recently, uh, the I, I think, oh, wait, no, that, never mind. I'm thinking of Anta. There was this Anta collab with Salehi Bembry, right? I mean, Chinese, uh, Chinese shoes in general, like they, they kind of, they're, they're just pushing the boundaries and they're, they're doing stuff just to be different and better almost than, than the Western brands. So it's interesting yeah. seeing like what's coming out in China, but yeah, that's, that's probably the only one that um, I've picked up in the last couple of weeks. That's worth talking about. I have a couple other packages on the way that will hopefully arrive before I go on holiday, one from Amsterdam and one from LA. Um, but maybe uh. I'll talk about those uh, in the next podcast <clears throat> episode. So, so the, if you want to know what I get, tune in in a couple weeks <laughs> okay the amsterdam one probably probably the patas yes the pata yeah. uh, new balances yeah, i can't wait to get okay. my hands on those oh, shout no, out dude, lee that's... for uh hooking it up um yeah i'm i'm really excited for those yeah that colorway is hard man yeah yeah so uh okay so and 
I guess I guess let's might as well let's get into the big topic of the of the pod. So uh, yeah, we talked about last week starting a sneaker collection. How do you actually now budget for sneakers? And uh, <clears throat> I mean, like first of all, budgeting for sneakers it's different for everybody. Like some people have like ridiculous budgets for sneakers. Mm-hmm. I actually had actually had a uh, subscriber of mine like uh, DM me a while back asking me if like and this guy this guy was like 16 years old and he was asking me hey do you think paying 1200 is okay for a pair of the Habibi dunks and like I was like dude like when I was 16 like 1200 bucks that would be like three months of working on my part-time job Damn, you know? that's a lot of money like, even now yeah. like i i don't know if i would spend 1200 on a pair of yeah, shoes yeah i know i know i know, know. yeah so i mean like budgeting is obviously different for everybody but i i guess i can just kind of say the way i do it so right yeah uh, uh I, I guess now we know well ahead of time like w- what sneakers are going to release when they're going to release you know brands leak images like months in advance and the way i do it is like i know i look at all the releases in the upcoming month for example and I will like like handpick like one or two that I'm like, okay, these for sure I got to have. Like I'm going to add them to my collection. And I kind of start budgeting for them, like just imagining that I'm going to take an L on them. So because like, you know, nowadays, like who gets stuff for retail anyways, like it's super hard. So yeah. I, I kind of budget for what the resale price is going to be. And, uh, and the things I kind of do in order to, uh, you know, allow myself to buy that sneaker is... I will first of all like look at my current collection and I'll see like, okay, is there anything I'm really not wearing anymore? And what can I kind of sell right now mm-hmm. to to make room for this new sneaker? And that's usually that's pretty much like just kind of like a rule I have, like, like a one, one in one out. One in one out once I reach a certain amount of sneakers, which I already have. Um uh, <laughs> so I always kind of do one in one out. And that way, like what I find myself is like at the end of the year, I typically don't actually spend any money on sneakers because i made all of that back just from getting rid of other sneakers right so so that's that's kind of that's kind of how i do it but uh the other thing really important to remember uh, in my opinion is that every single month and not just every single month every single week it seems like there's a new sneaker dropping that you absolutely need to have you know like um at, at least that's the way it gets pushed to you. You know, like it, it gets pushed to you on Instagram. You log in every sneaker account you follow, every Instagram influencer you follow is like wearing that sneaker and you feel like you need it. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the truth is you don't really need every single sneaker that drops every single week. So that's why going back to what I said earlier, like at the start of the month, I look at like one or two pairs I absolutely need to have. And, and these are the sneakers I'm going to have. If, during the month, let's say I win some raffles on some other pairs that I kind of didn't really want. I just unexpectedly, you know, won a raffle on it. I'll sell those shoes. Like I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say that I'll sell shoes so that now I know like I have more money to buy this one shoe I do actually want. That's what I did this year with the neutral graves. Like I, I bought it off StockX. Like I paid like 550 euros or something for it. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, I mean, like I made up that pretty much i made up even more of that back by selling other stuff that i won like i won some raffles on some other sneakers and i also sold uh i sold my pure platinum dunk highs which is like a really similar colorway to this uh i sold that to kind of make room for this so i mean that's that's the way i do it so uh what about you fabian well i mean before i get into like what i do i think also to kind of put it into perspective right you 
do do like you do a lot of reviews on shoes, right? So yeah. a lot of the time you're also buying them for your own channel so that you can make content. So you're a content creator. So that's a little different, right? Like I think other people who might not have their own YouTube channel or whatever, one, two, three, a quarter is even enough. Sometimes it really depends. It's all relative. Like the way I do it is quite similar to, to the way you do it. I, I look at like what shoes I really want. And then I focus on those in that month but I almost never pay resale for shoes. If I miss mm -hmm. a shoe, I miss a shoe and that's okay because I know, like you said, next week, there's going to be another one that I yeah. fall in love with, you know, quote unquote. Um, and so that's kind of how it's developed over the last few years. There's so many releases and, and quite a lot of good releases too, that it's almost deterred at least people like me from paying resale because you can just say, if you have the, the, um, you know, self-control, you can say, okay, fine. I didn't get these shoes. I'll just wait, you know, and, and it's a personal choice for everyone. Right. But you can say, fine, I'll just wait next week. And there's another shoe or next month or in two months, there's another really big release that I want to get. Or even if it's not a big release, you can then get a shoe that isn't as hype because it's, it's, it's then easier to get. But, um, in terms of like monetary value, like how much to spend on shoes, I think, everyone kind of needs to decide for themselves. I think it needs to be, you know, within reason. Like if you have 500 bucks on your account, you shouldn't be spending two to $300 on shoes. Right. Um, I think, I don't know, was it like Jay-Z who said like, if you can't buy it four times, you can't afford it. Something like that. Right. Um, if you, yeah. yeah. You know, like if, if you can't, if you buy something and then you're kind of eating beans and toast for the rest of the week, then you probably shouldn't spend that much money on shoes. And, and that's totally fine, you know, uh, or if, um, you know, and, and some of the shoes are getting so expensive nowadays. Like why does the, why does an ISPA Nike shoe have to cost? What was it like $450 or euros? Oh that's yeah. A, right. Like the split toe one. Yeah. That, no, that was insane. That was that insane. costs almost 500 euros and it was an in-house Nike release. It's ridiculous. Why? Yeah, I just I just don't understand it anymore. Um, I mean, Yeezy brand is probably even worse with that. Like, uh, I, I know they recently brought down the price point of the 700 V1. It used yeah. to be $300. And it was $300 for a few years. And I thought that was insane. Like 300 mm -hmm. retail for yeah. a pair of shoes. I think it's like 230 now or 220 or something. They brought it down to 240, 240. But they, they brought it down like quite significantly. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but even at two forty, it's still a lot. Like, yeah, I mean, two forty—that's that's a, a lot of money. That's of that's what I spend on food, like groceries for the month. You know, like yeah. just to put it into perspective, like shoes are expensive. Even no, there's no doubt, there's you know, no one hundred and fifty bucks, one hundred and fifty euros for a pair of shoes. And I think also, like anyone listening, uh, and you as well. I mean, you'll we'll all agree that we probably all have too many shoes and buy too many shoes too. Just as well like it's hard for me as well from like a sustainability standpoint to like this constant consumption stuff it's not sustainable so like that's where i struggle personally sometimes where i say you know what fine then you know i'll miss this release or you know i'll i'll enjoy the shoe on instagram or i'll enjoy it digitally by just looking at it and and seeing other people enjoy it um but yeah i i think everyone kind of has to has to decide for themselves and you should never really overextend yourself financially just for shoes because at the end of the day they're just shoes, man. And if you have a pair of shoes that fit your feet, that don't have any holes in them, then that's 
really enough, you know, obviously, yeah. obviously like enjoying shoes is a little different. You want to have a little bit more, you want to grow your collection. That's totally fine too. Just don't ever put yourself, you know, in financial trouble because of sneakers. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That, that's interesting that you mentioned that personal rule you have, which is that you never pay resale for some, for a pair I mean, of shoes. And not that I never pay resale. I just haven't paid resale in a very long time yeah. um, because it just helps me to kind of like say, okay, well, there's another release coming up, like whatever. It saves me money too. I think what I might do this year is instead of buying new shoes or exclusively new shoes, I might go back and buy some shoes from the last one or two years that I didn't manage to get and save up for those by, you know, selling old ones that I've worn a couple of times, but don't wear enough or, um, you know, selling old clothes. Like, you know, if you sell like three, four, five hoodies on eBay for, you know, 30, 40 euros, that's, you know, then you've got 160 euros and, and you can go buy a pair of shoes. So sometimes I do that as well. Um, kind of selling old stuff and trying to buy, buy new stuff with that money. Yeah, no, no, for sure. But I was just going to say, uh, you're not the only one. Like I know so many people who have that exact same rule. Like they'll never pay resale for a pair of shoes. And that's honestly like kudos to you guys, because that's, that's a lot of self-control. I probably self-restraint, right? Self-restraint yeah. that like, I clearly don't have, I mean, <laughs> Like, like, I, like if I, like, I, like if, if I just, you know, was able to just accept the fact that I took an L on the neutral grays and just like, mm-hmm. forget about it. Like, I, I mean, I wish I, that was the case, but like, I, I, I was thinking about it the next day. I was thinking about it the day after I'm like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm buying these, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, like, I, like we both, like we both said, it's everyone's personal choice. And if, right. you know, if you're doing this with every single release, then I would say, no, of Josh, course not. Like, of you course got a not. problem. Dude. But yeah. if you're doing it, you know, if it's like one release every couple of months where you're like, damn, like I really wanted this one, go ahead, you know? And and like you said, your one out, a one in, one out rule mm. uh, means that, you know, you're not, you're not amassing sneakers and you, you, you're still kind of controlling how much you spend and how much you bring in and stuff like that. I think that's fine. In the end, everyone needs to decide for themselves. Everyone's situation is different. Everyone's tastes are different too, you know, like buy what you like wear what you buy and that's where what you, know? you buy that's a, that's definitely a key key point right there i think a good topic probably for a future episode would be like ways you can save money when buying sneakers because i th- there's a lot of different ways you can actually save mm-hmm. money on sneakers i mean you could even buy sneakers worn you know like oh yeah, yeah no that, that, like, that that's one of the that's one of the top I mean, we'll, ways we'll, we'll to get money. to that but like you know yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. wear a pair of shoes one time and you could probably you know knock 30 to 40 percent off the value and, yeah no you know, absolutely like depending absolutely. on the shoe obviously but then, I, I, i've done that i bought one or two time worn sneakers for yeah way cheaper than retail so exactly yeah yeah but but yeah we will save that for a future episode uh for so for now let's just kind of get into for the next two weeks what are some of the hottest uh sneakers that are going to be dropping uh do you want to start yeah i'm going to start with uh an unexpected sneaker it's the Diodora Mythos 280. I, I showed you before we started recording, right? It's like this super, for anyone listening, it's just like super futuristic 2000s runner. It came out in 2009. Um, it's got this like silver big hole mesh upper with red accents. It reminds me a lot of the um, Nike Air Max 97 silver bullet. Um, and only 600 pairs of these are releasing worldwide uh, this weekend on Saturday. And 
if you're into, you know, 2000s runners, uh, kind of stuff that was futuristic back then and still is now, um, these are definitely for you. I'm a, I'm a big fan of those. Wait, did you, did you say 600 pairs worldwide? Yeah, just 600 pairs. It's like a special that's, like... Wait, that's nuts. That's insane. Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. It's like a like a one retailer stock, basically. <laughs> yeah, six, 600 is ridiculously low. Yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, I, I don't expect insane, them to. Man. Yeah, I don't expect them to resell for a lot, just because it's it is a bit of a niche brand and a niche shoe. But it's an unexpected shoe. It's kind of like a shoe that you'll wear, and people will be like, "Oh, yo, what are those?" But like mm-hmm. in the good way, you know, like, mm-hmm. "Damn, where'd you get those?" Um, so, so those are really exciting. And then there's a few Yeezy releases coming up. Like you told me about this uh, 700 V3, the blue one. What was it called again? Kyanite. Yeah. Kyanite. Those look really cool. Um, I'm a big fan of the V3. I'm I'm a big fan of all 700s actually. I love the V3, man. Like like okay. So my favorite. What's your favorite Yeezy? Not Nike. What's your favorite Adidas Yeezy of all time? Oh, man. Good question. <laughs> I would have to say probably the. Oh man, I might have to say like the 1050s. The like the first boots that came out. You know. Those like oh yeah oh, no yeah, no of not course. not 1050s 950s 950s, sorry, 950s, 950s, 950s 950s oh man just because like those, those would have been those, those would have been so useful the last couple of weeks when it was snowing here in Berlin yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so in terms of like ultimate like that, that one that, just that, because that, I never got pick. it um but then also any anything from the 700 range you can give me and I'll I'll wear them and I really like them what about you yeah for for me the 700 uh, V1 Wave Runner is my favorite Adidas mm-hmm. Yeezy of all time and. A second, and I would even say a close second, would be the 700 V3, the original colorway, the Azales. Oh, those uh, are nice too. Yeah, only because like when that shoe first released, like it, it was like it was kind of like a shock moment for everyone because they looked like these alien shoes. Like no mm-hmm. one had ever seen anything that looked like it. It was glow in the dark all over the upper, and they just looked insane. And I was like, I, I love seeing like different, different, anything different, you know. And Adidas, yeah. Adidas Yeezy brand especially always always given us new silhouettes every year that's what i admire a lot about mm-hmm. them and uh and this particular colorway the kaya Knights, i think is one of the best colorways to release from the v3 line it looks even better than the that other blue v3 which was the arzareth pair i think yeah. uh this kyanet pair i think maybe even the second best colorway we've seen on the v3 so yeah look out for those for sure actually just just on the easy point there like I was talking to a colleague uh, of mine, Tim, shout out Tim. And uh, I told him, I was like, yo, I think I'm going to start wearing Yeezys again. And he was like, oh yeah, because they like aren't hyped Wait, hold anymore. up, hold up, like 350s? No, I mean, no, just because those are like still too dead. But I like, <laughs> I, I still think that 350 V2 is a great shoe. I yeah. think it's, I think it's a really good shoe. It's just that it's, everywhere and it is the new roshi i can't wear that one but i'm gonna wear i'm, I'm probably gonna get maybe a, a v3 700 and the what's it called like the moon vision or whatever the 700 mnvn like the oh you know, okay no i i didn't i didn't see that release but that's also releasing no no it's couple? not releasing but like like in the next i don't know few months or next year maybe i'll pick up one like an older colorway or something like that maybe i can get a, a used pair on ebay um but yeah i think I'm gonna start wearing Yeezys again, you know. Wait, so you don't you don't wear any other Yeezys? I have a Wave Runner, but I haven't worn that in in over a year. Like I don't. Oh wow, okay, okay. I no, used to I have mean, a lot. Like... I had like the original seven seven fifties, like the OG OG ones that dropped yeah. in New York. 
Um, I had a lot of 350s. I had the Pirate Blacks. I had the Turtle Doves. Um, you sold all of them. I wore them all. I wore all of mine, but then I sold them worn uh, after yeah. I just, I, they sat around for months and then I decided, you know what, like let someone else have them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that that's basically my history with Yeezy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else uh, coming out besides? No, I mean, I think there's a couple of uh, Yeezy Boost 350 V2s, but like I said, those are uh, not really my favorite. So I'd say probably the V, the 700 V3s and that Diodora Mythos are my two like picks for the next few weeks. What about you? Uh, I, well, there's there's a few like I would say like my the sneaker I'm most hyped about over the next two weeks are the Jordan Fours and the Taupe Haze. Uh, mm. colorway yeah uh, super nice colorway you know like very much like it looks like the undefeated fours uh in a way so good yeah um yeah i'm I, i'm interested to see that upper in hand i've heard a lot of bad things and negative things so far about the upper um so like, about how it kind of like just kind of flakes like away cracked, from the shoe right yeah i mean yeah we, yeah. Yeah, we spoke about a lot last time as well that it, it's got this interesting like cracked flaky kind of leather upper but yeah. The colorway is just really, really great. Yeah, the colorway is super nice. So I'm, I'm definitely hyped on those. Probably one of the nicest Jordan Fours to release this year. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also Nike. I don't know if Nike's trying to like uh, put some hype on the Blazers again, uh, or for the first time. Uh, it looks like there's a pretty hyped Blazer coming out. The Ready Made uh, collab with on the Nike Blazer. Yeah, uh, Ready Made is this brand out of Japan. And uh, there's going to be two colorways drop in. And if you guys have already seen pictures of the shoe, uh, it has like a very funky looking swoosh. And apparently this was like the original swoosh so it logo. Was, it was the swoosh from like 1971 when uh, Nike, I think, became Nike. Uh, and, you know, they paid, I think, a University of Oregon student like 35 bucks to come up with a, with a logo. And um, I think she, I forgot her name. But she drew the swoosh, and I think originally it was like skinny and much longer, like it is on the ready-made. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of like a cool insider kind of detail how they pay homage to OG Nike um, logos. But mm-hmm. uh, it is a bit of a weird-looking swoosh, I, I must say. I wonder if they're gonna kind of make that into like a GR pair. Like uh, they're gonna put that on all the blazers, like this weird-looking swoosh, you know. You, I think I, they I, did it on the Cortez. They they had like a skinnier swoosh on the Cortez, like last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know if right, you remember, right. like last yeah. year, two years ago, maybe it was 2019. Um, they've done it before, but it wasn't as extreme as this one. I think the ready-made mm. one is a lot exact. It's like it's more exaggerated than what it actually looked like in 1971. Yeah, and I, I'm. Uh, particularly not i wouldn't say i'm like blown away by the shoe it's, it's definitely interesting looking though uh and then there's also there's these uh, i don't know if you've seen these jordan one uh, zoom comforts yet mm-hmm. i've uh, seen a couple of them yeah yeah it's basically like a brand new model of the jordan one i actually managed to get a pair a couple of days ago of those those pink ones the pink glaze and oh, yeah. uh so from just seeing the pair in hand it is very different than a Jordan one from a comfort point of view. It's much more comfortable than the Jordan than a normal mm-hmm. Jordan one. Cause it's very padded on the inside. Well, I mean, Jordan the, ones aren't comfortable usually anyway, you know, yeah, like exactly. I, have the, I have the shadow ones and 
I can't wear those without putting in insoles, you know? Yeah, no, they're, they're I mean, it's the 1985. There's nothing shoe. there. It's like a tiny yeah. layer of, of, of air, but yeah, I I've heard that the, the air drone one comforts are obviously, I mean, they're called comfort. Yeah. They're called the comfort and, and, and they are because, uh, the, 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 around the ankle flap it's padded and it's made out of felt. So it, it does kind of wrap around the ankle really well. Uh, so and the colorways that are coming out specifically, there's going to be this Rust Canyon colorway dropping in the next two weeks. Which, I mean, just from a colorway point of view, this might be like one of the nicest like non OG colorways that I've seen in like the last few years. It's super interesting. We got like some like salmon color with some brown hits, and the and the material looks to be nubuck and suede. It looks like a super nice shoe. Unfortunately, it looks like it's a woman's release, so probably won't be making them in my size. Uh, but 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 in man, my size, yeah, you, you'll be able to get a pair, man. But yeah, I'm 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 definitely interested to see those in hand. The Zoom Comfort uh, Rust Canyon. They look a little bit like those um, Milano Air Jordan One mids. Remember those from a couple of the, years ago? The Was Milanos? it Milano? Milan, yeah, it was a Milan. Oh, the mids, the Milan mids. The yeah, mids, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It looks a little like that. It goes in that direction with like the terracotta hues and stuff like that. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, right, right, you know? right. Um, but yeah, uh, I think, yeah, I, I think that kind of wraps it up in terms of releases, right? Unless you you had any other ones? No, that's 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 it for my releases as well. And I think uh, I think that kind of wraps it up for the pod, right? Like we we covered everything. Yeah, we covered everything. I think we're good in time too. Um, so yeah, no. So so thank you uh, for the listeners. Thank you once again for uh, checking into the pod. Uh, and yeah, look out for us on Spotify, Apple Music, and also YouTube. Uh, we will be uploading it there. And uh, yeah, much love, man. And and don't forget to uh, like if you guys want, we would love to hear your feedback. So hit us up on Instagram or even YouTube. If the, if, if that's the case, however you want to just hit us up, let us know your feedback, what you think of the pod. Uh, yeah. really appreciate all the listeners, man. Really, really appreciate all the feedback from the last few weeks. So yeah. And until next time, I, I don't know, I guess next time you're going to be in the Canary islands when we do this, I'm going to be sitting on the beach. You're going to be hearing waves in the background and I'm going to be mm-hmm. drinking a mojito whilst we record this one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, that, that's, that sounds great, man. So, uh, yeah, man, until next time, until episode three, thank you guys for listening. Take it easy. Peace out. See you guys.